For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ. Please pray with me. Dear God in heaven, once again, we ask you to be here with us this morning, and we trust that you are here. May my words be your words, and all of our thoughts your thoughts. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Once there was a little red hen who lived in a barnyard with her three chicks and a duck, a pig, and a cat. One day the little red hen found some grains of wheat. Look, look, she clucked, who will help me plant this wheat? Not I, quacked the duck, and he waddled away. Not I, oinked the pig, and he trotted away. Not I, mewed the cat, and he padded away. Then I will plant it myself, said the little red hen, and she did. When the wheat was tall and golden, the little red hen knew it was ready to be cut. Who will help me cut the wheat, she asked. Not I, said the duck. Not I, said the pig. Not I, said the cat. Then I will cut the wheat myself, said the little red hen. And she did. And so it went. When it was time to take the wheat to the miller, time to turn the milled flour into dough, and time to put the dough in the oven, the little red hen asked, Who will help me do these things? Not I, said the duck, the pig, and the cat. And so she did them all herself. Soon, the bread was ready. And as she took it from the oven, the little red hen asked, Well, who will help me eat this warm, fresh bread? I will, said the duck. I will, said the pig. I will, said the cat. No, you won't, said the little red hen. You wouldn't help me plant the seed, cut the wheat, go to the miller, make the dough, or bake the bread. Now my three chicks and I will eat this bread ourselves. And that's just what they did. This is how our world works. If you don't put in, you don't get to take out. You give to me and then I'll give to you. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. And of course, this is the way we think that God works too. You love me and then I'll love you. You obey me and then I'll bless you. The duck, the pig, and the cat didn't help with any of the work, with the planting, the cutting, the carrying, the kneading, or the baking. So they don't get to participate in the eating. They didn't do the hard part. They don't get the good part. Ronald Reagan even told a version of this story in which the hen is forced to share the bread with those who didn't do any of the work, and she loses her motivation to work hard, and the entire barnyard collapses into poverty. <laughs> but this makes sense, right? This is familiar and logical to all of us. But I wondered this week what St. Paul might say about this story of the little red hen because he says in his letter to the Philippians that we heard this morning that he regards everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish 
in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. And it's that one phrase I really want to focus us on this morning, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, from obedience, from doing the right things, but a righteousness that comes through faith in Jesus Christ. See, the little red hen determines the righteousness of the duck, the pig, and the cat based on the law, right? Based on what they either do or don't do. The law says, if you want to enjoy the results, lend a hand in the process. The law says, earn what you get. The law says, you'll get what you deserve and nothing more. And when the duck, the pig, and the cat don't help the little red hen, she decides they haven't held up their end of the bargain. They're unrighteous, undeserving. They haven't lived up to the standard, and so they get punished. They don't get to eat the nice, warm, fresh bread. In St. Paul's language, they don't have a righteousness of their own. They haven't earned anything. No fresh bread for them. And Paul, as we read in Philippians, is saying that he's just like the duck, the pig, and the cat. He says that when it comes to a righteousness of his own, righteousness that comes from the law, he doesn't have any. But wait a second. Isn't this the same guy who just a few verses before at the beginning of our reading said that if anyone had reason to brag about their qualifications, the righteousness of their own, it was him? Circumcised on the eighth day, a member of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. In simple terms, Paul is saying that if anyone can claim to deserve that fresh bread, he can. But even his claim is, as he calls it, rubbish. He did more work to deserve the reward than anyone. And yet he's saying that all that work, all that effort, all that pristine lineage hasn't actually qualified him in any way. It's trash, he says. Worthless. So what's going on here? Well, Paul knows that the standard is higher. Paul is saying that compared to the holy standard of God's law, he is just like the duck and the pig and the cat. Because you see, Paul knows that doing really well isn't good enough. He even knows that being the best isn't good enough. Paul knows, having had his eyes opened and his mind blown when he's knocked off his horse on the road to Damascus, that only perfection will qualify you according to God's standard. As Jesus preached in the Sermon on the Mount, therefore you must be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. St. Paul knows that he's supposed to turn the other cheek when he's attacked. 
He knows that he's supposed to love not just his friends and family, but his enemies. He knows that his anger is, in the eyes of God, the same as murder. He knows that his lust is, in the eyes of God, the same as adultery. He knows that in the final calculation, all his hard work for God, all his achievements, and all his status add up to nil. Zero. Garbage. As if, like the duck, the pig, and the cat, He'd done nothing at all. Paul realizes that his own righteousness, a righteousness of his own, has no value at all. And yet, incredibly, we call him Saint Paul, right? He's an apostle. He's a beloved child of God. He finds himself, to uh, continue the story, uh, eating the delicious fresh bread. What miracle has occurred? How did he qualify for the thing that even he says he could never have earned? Here's the good news. Paul has been given a righteousness that is not his own. At first, he says that this righteousness comes through faith in Jesus Christ. But then he realizes that he needs to be more specific. He realizes that it could sound as though he's saying, well, I didn't live up to God's holy standard, his holy law. I didn't do all the things I was supposed to do. I wasn't perfect, but I did do one good thing. I did have faith. And isn't this how so many of us think so much of the time? That faith is the one good work we can do to contribute to our salvation. That Jesus will go 99 yards, but we just have to finish the job with that one last yard. But Paul knows that this just puts us right back in the Savior seat. And so he clarifies, this righteousness is from God, based on faith. So there it is. The righteousness that Paul gets is not his own. It's God's. All Paul's good work is rubbish. Why? Because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Jesus is the method by which we get God's righteousness. This righteousness is not a reward for faith. If it was, the righteousness would be Paul and ours. We would have earned it. But you can't earn this. So Paul and we must get it a different way. Once there was a little bunny who wanted to run away. So he said to his mother, I am running away. If you run away, said his mother, I will run after you, for you are my little bunny. You run after me, said the little bunny, I will become a fish in a trout stream, and I will swim away from you. If you become a fish in a trout stream, said his mother, I will become a fisherman, and I will fish for you. If you become a fisherman, said the little bunny, I will become a rock on the mountain high above you. 
If you become a rock on the mountain high above me, said his mother, I will become a mountain climber, and I will climb to where you are. If you become a mountain climber, said the little bunny, I will be a crocus in a hidden garden. If you become a crocus in a hidden garden, said his mother, I will be a gardener, and I will find you. If you are a gardener and find me, said the little bunny, I will be a bird and fly away from you. If you become a bird and fly away from me, said his mother, I will be a tree that you come home to. If you become a tree, said the little bunny, I will join a circus and fly away on a flying trapeze. If you go flying on a flying trapeze, said his mother, I will be a tightrope walker and I will walk across the air to you. If you become a tightrope walker and walk across the air, said the bunny, I will become a little boy and run into a house. If you become a little boy and run into a house, said the mother bunny, I will become your mother and catch you in my arms and hug you. Shucks, said the bunny, I might just as well stay where I am and be your little bunny. And so he did. Have a carrot, said the mother bunny. Margaret Wise Brown absolutely nails the way that God works when we run away. Listen, like Paul's work, all of our hard work for God is worthless. Rubbish. Trash. But there's good news. The gospel isn't about our work for God, but about God's work for us. Unlike the little red hen, we have a God who doesn't require that we be involved in the recipe for salvation. Instead, our God is like the mother bunny, who will chase us down, stopping at nothing to find us, to catch us in his arms and hug us. We sin, he redeems. We run away, he searches us out. There is no far country to which we can run that is beyond the reach of God's saving grace. And finally, we have a God who gives us an incredible gift when he catches us. The mother bunny gives her little bunny a carrot. Our God gives us forgiveness and eternal life. In fact, he gives us the righteousness of his own son. We take out what we don't put in. We reap where we do not sow. Jesus, the law keeper, died for us, the lawbreakers. This is the truth. Jesus Christ's own righteousness is yours today, no matter how far you feel you've run away from it. It is perfectly true that only the righteous are saved. But Jesus is both the source of our righteousness and the method by which we are made righteous. The righteousness of the one and only Son of God freely given to you and to me. Hallelujah. What a Savior. Amen.